Hello, you're listening to 105.9 Bishop FM. Thank you for joining me. Uh, it's lovely to have your company. My name's Gillian Campbell. On Friday the 18th of February, I popped along to Bishop Auckland Town Hall to attend the public meeting that was organised by Bishop Auckland Town Council. Now, they called the meeting because there were a high level of local concerns and clear demand for updates around the future High Street Fund and Stronger Towns funding that the town has received. Now, it equates to just over £50 million and it's been managed by the Brighter Bishop Auckland Board and the Stronger Towns Board. Now, I went along to the meeting. There were a couple of speeches from the various boards and people who were participating. They covered things like what funding has been awarded, who sits on the boards, that, uh, behind the funding and what projects are they proposing and there was an opportunity for questions and answers now the meeting was um, almost three hours long in total and over the next hour we'll hear some of the key highlights Good evening ladies and gentlemen As Mayor of Bishop Auckland it's wonderful to see so many of you here despite the rain, wind, sleet and uh, we will keep an eye on what happens with the weather and if it deteriorates to a level which may cause you issues to get home, we'll let you know. In my opinion, our town is the best place to live and work in County Durham. But the Town Council shares residents' views that the town lacks investment. So I'm sure you will join with me in welcoming the investment of our ta- in our town, which will exceed £50 million. I need to point out that ownership of the investment is with the Stronger Towns Board and Durham County Council. The Town Council is not responsible for the success in accessing the funding or the shape of the spending, but we are hearing residents' concerns where the, about where the money is going, so we've called this public meeting in response. Tonight we will hear from people who are the decision makers, representatives of Durham County Council, the Brighton Bishop Auckland and Stronger Towns Boards to update the public on the regeneration planned for Bishop Auckland. Joining us tonight are David Land, Chair of the Strong Towns Board, Jeff Paul, Head of Housing and Development, Durham County Council, Graham Wood, Economic Development Manager, Durham County Council, and in attendance we also have the Bishop Auckland Town Councillors, um, Councillor James Rowland, Portfolio Holder for Durham County Council on behalf of uh, Councillor Elizabeth Scott, Jonathan Ruffer, who is uh, Auckland Project and members of his team, including David Madden, who is the CEO of the Auckland Project, and uh, councillors Cathy Hunt, Joanne Howie, and Andrew Jackson, who are all from Durham County Council. We also have councillor Richard Bell, who is the leader of the Conservative Group of County Durham. The agenda is based on local concerns expressed by the public to your town councillors. We hope that updates will answer the majority of concerns. However, in order to ensure everyone has their say, we do have a question and answer session where we will aim to get through as many questions as possible. There has been a late addition to the agenda after it's been printed where Jonathan Ruffer will also say a few words to provide a short update on the Auckland project. For my part, and on behalf of our councillors, I hope from tonight's meeting we can get clarity on the situation with regard to investments, plus have a plan of how the community will be better informed moving forwards. Town councillors agreed that we should have an external chair to lead the meeting in the interests of impartiality, so I'm going to pass you over to Mr John Robinson, who has kindly agreed to facilitate the evening for the town council. 
John is an experienced chair. Thank you, John. Good evening, Madam Elliot, Mayor of Bishop Auckland, and her consort, John. Good evening. Can I say on behalf of us all, thank you to yourself, Mayor, and to the members of Bishop Auckland Town Council for actually organising tonight's meeting. We now have two presentations. I've asked before the meeting, I asked the both presentations if they could be short, because in the end, this is your meeting, not their meeting. So hopefully they will stick to that shortness so that at least before about 10 to 7 o'clock we can get into the questions. So if we begin with the presentations on my left, can I introduce David Land? David is the chair of the, the Stronger Towns Board. David's going to go first and rather than me introduce people, we'll go straight into the County Council presentation to try to save time. So welcome David and over to you. <coughs> Thanks a lot. Um, I just want to give some clarity of purpose about what, why I'm here uh, and what I'm about. I'm a Bishop Auckland lad. I've lived in Bishop most of my life um, and I've been sort of disappointed to see what's not been happening in the town over recent years. I got asked to chair the Stronger Towns Board for a couple of reasons. I was asked by Jeff Paul, who at that time was the interim uh, chief, uh, sorry, not chief, uh, the interim director for regeneration. Uh, the Towns Board was being set up and I'd just come off the North East Lep. I'm a local businessman, I've earned my life in automotive. I was a main board director for Talent Engineering, or it's now known as Gestam. So I had a good public sector understanding and I had a strong background of, of working with private industry and knowing what it was about. The board itself is configured with private sector and with other support people involved. So we have Jonathan on our board, we have David Madden as the Chief Exec. I've got a guy called Mike Matthews, who is a former Managing Director of NIFCO, somebody who's got a good, strong understanding of digital and, and business growth. I've got Rob York, who's the Managing Director of T-Scraft. On top of that, we have the Bishop of Durham. We have the Principal of Bishop Auckland College. And we have the MP for Bishop Auckland, Deanna Davidson. Can you local Residents, local businesses, if you let me, can I, can I finish sir, the list? I promise, sir, that the very first question will be yours. We'll get the presentations over and I'll come straight to you. In terms of local, you've got me, you've got Rob. Um, we've then got Katie on the board as the mayor of the town. It was originally Joe Allen in that role. We've got two members from Believe Housing. We have a member from the Department for Work and Pensions. We have Helen Golightly, who is the chief exec of the North East Lep. And when a lot of money comes from government, you've got to go through those, those sort of channels. So that's why those people are involved. We have Elizabeth Scott, who's the cabinet member for regeneration of Durham County Council. And I have three members from Durham County Council on there, which is Jeff and Graham at the end, and Amy Harhoff, who is now the director for regeneration for Durham County Council. That's how the board was constructed two years ago. The task and the brief that the board had was following on from Future High Streets, and I'm going to try and avoid a lot of acronyms, but Future High Streets was a, a chunk of money that was given to about 100 towns in the UK or they were asked to bid. What the government learned was from the first time, that was all done by the local authority. What they wanted was to have a different approach for the second time round. So you had a mixture of private and public sector members. So that board was put in place towards the back half of 19, uh, sorry, 2019, early part of 2020. And the remit that we had was to put in a bid as to what the town needed and how the town could start to be regenerated. We had two choices. One was to go for a bid of 25 million. By going for a bid of 25 million, 
we would keep underneath the radar. By going for a bigger bid of 50 million, we would be questioned as to why we were doing it and looking for justification of what that, that return should be. As a board, we decided to go for the larger sum. We broke the town into smaller areas because the town board, high streets is really pretty much exactly what it is. It's about the high street itself. How do you get the land value uplift for the properties in the high street? The stronger towns was about a broader town. So we go to go from a barrier, a boundary that's probably close to Binchester, right the way to the other side of, of Tyndall, over to the to the north and, and a little bit further to the south. So we brought that town into a we brought that area into a number of, of areas and we got some thematic groups together and we started to extend more people in those groups so that we could get a broader understanding of what could and couldn't and should and shouldn't be put forward. At the end of that process, we had over £100 million worth of projects listed. We then had to try and find a way of weeding them down. What we did was we got them down to just under the £50 million level. And we submitted our quote in the latter half of 20, 20, uh, December 21? 21? 20, 20. 20. 20. 20. Lost my head in terms of when we've gone with COVID. 2020 we submitted. By the early part of 21, we went in front of MHCLG, which was then the, the government body responsible. We proved the case that we did, and we were awarded 33.2 million pounds against the 46 that we'd submitted. So that was pretty good for the town. That's 50 million that the town's now got. But what we said at that time, and I think one of the important things that I want to get across, is the government money in its own right won't solve the problems of the town. The private sector money and the money that's coming in through the charitable donations won't solve the problems of the town in its own right. This was really a trigger point. It was a way of igniting future investment by taking private sector and public sector money together, trying to create an infrastructure that could get more private sector investment, we could start to get the town to move. And we broke that project down into many areas. The key areas for me, and the reason why I'm really pleased to be here tonight, because this is something that I've been wanting to do for the last five or six months. I wanted to get more people involved, to get more ideas. The town centre diversification, the walkways and the cycle paths are things that everyone within the town should have an opinion on and have an ability to, 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 to speak on. We've managed to secure that money. We started off with a blank piece of paper. The vision that we created was about a town on the move. The vision that we had was we were going to be a visitor economy. Bishop's changed over the last 40, 50 years, and I've seen a chunk of that. A lot of the industry's gone, but we have now got, through those donations from Jonathan and the Auckland Project, we've now got a strong visitor destination. And the numbers that have been predicted that we can have by the mid-2020s and into 2030 is around one and a half million visitors a year. What I was keen to do and what I was keen to drive the board to do was to make sure that the people in the town weren't encumbered by visitors being in the town. So we found a way of how do we keep the visitors out? How do we make their journey right? How do we make sure that the people in the town can move around 365 days a year without any problem? That was one of the projects that we put together. We then looked at town centre diversification. We looked at the railways. 
We've put some money in there for the South Church Industrial Park to build up some more units. We've got some money in there for skills and skills development. And we've got some money in there for cycleways, walkways, and, and things like that. So that's where we got to. That money was approved in June of last year. We're now six months into a 10-month period. And this meeting, for me, should have happened five months ago. And it's something that I've been pushing for. I can't change the past, but what I can do is help to influence the future. And what we've got to do tonight is be clear in what we want and clear in what we ask for and make sure that we do whatever we can to make sure we get the best for the town. So that's a little bit of a quick walkthrough as to what Stronger Towns Board is about, who's on it. And I think there's been a lot of miscommunication and I think a lot of that miscommunication is because we haven't communicated very effectively. Whether that's from the Stronger Towns Board, whether that's from the County Council, it doesn't matter. We've not communicated effectively and we've got to change it. Drastically change it. We've got a three-year project. So this isn't something that's just going to happen this year. This is going to happen in 2022, 2023, 2024 and in the world part of 2025. So we can have an impact, we can influence it and now's the time to start doing it. Thank you. Thank you, David. Thanks, David. Thank you. Thanks, Chair. My name is Jeff Paul. I'm the Head of Development and Housing at Durham County Council. What I'm going to do is talk through as well a bit of a background story in terms of what the people of the town have told us and told other stakeholders that what's important. And hopefully what you can see is the projects that come through the various investment funds actually are linked directly to what the people of the town have said is important to them. Okay, can, I'm going to have to say, change the site to somebody upstairs. Eh? So in terms of talking to people in the town and businesses and, and, and residents, we go back to 2017 and 18 when there was various consultations on master plans. But fundamentally, there was another, there was another one in 2019-20 and there was another one in 2020 in terms of a digital consultation. But what has come out of that, and these things will not be, these will not be sort of a surprise to a lot of people in this room, are some of the key things that people said. We've got a great town, we want it to be vibrant, we want to reinvigorate historic buildings, we want to use that to increase the number of visitors that are coming in, to generate more money coming into the town, we need better leisure facilities, we need to create opportunities for our people to take the new jobs that will come along with the increased visitors and new jobs. We want fewer empty shops. We know how long the high street is. We've seen empty shops. Better use of the market space and more food and drink and entertainment venues in the town centre. Better car parking and better management of the traffic that flows around the town. So next slide. David has talked about the Stronger Towns Board. The board was required to submit something called a town investment plan to government. And, and we did that in January 2021, um, but as part of that, we had to undertake a consultation. And the problem with consultation the last couple of years has been during COVID, so this consultation was a digital consultation. It was an online, online um, questionnaire. We got 965 responses, and we asked people about, did you believe in the vision, and, and did you like the projects that we were proposing should be funded by the Stronger Towns Fund? The vision was all about capturing the value of increased visitors. Um, it was about 
bringing back the importance of the town in terms of South West Durham and also acknowledging that the town is a gateway to the Durham Dales. And on the right of this slide, and, and a couple of people have mentioned this, if we get this right, there's a massive amount of change that can come into the town. 1.5 million annual visitors, 3,000 jobs, some of those are direct jobs, some of those will be not direct jobs. On an annual basis, 240 million pound of money in visitors' pockets being spent in the town. An opportunity for young people to gain jobs as a consequence of that. And, and more space for businesses that want to start, start up. So the consultation on the plan was really positive and we submitted it to government on the uh, 31st of January 2021. So can I just, next slide please? And again. Now this slide shows that the investment in the town is actually a lot more than 50 million pound. So what you have here is the two, the two funds that we've touched on, the Stronger Town Fund, we've got government funding of 33.2 million pound to support seven core projects. That's government funding, but there's significant investment coming from County Council, from the Open Project, to support projects that are in there. That needs to be spent by March 2026. Future High Street Fund has got 13 projects, and I'll touch on them. That's nearly £20 million. It's the same, it's government funding, but there is support from other organisations um, in terms of those projects. You've had a heritage action zone since 2018, so it's not as much, but it's 1.2 million support, 44 projects, um, and that, that's run from 2018 to 23. We were successful in the first round of levelling up to secure 20 million pound of levelling up funded from government um, for, for three projects, which aren't, which aren't in the town centre. It's bypassed at, at uh, Toft Hill. There's some work at um, Locomotion, and there's some cycling routes and, and walking routes as well. But nevertheless, that's another 30 million pound into the constituency. The council has committed 20 million pound to upgrade um, and maybe renew the leisure facilities in, in the town. So council still needs to make a decision on exactly what that means, but that 20 million pounds is in the budget to do it. It's mentioned restoring your railways, that's a small sum, but if we get that off the ground, that will, that will transform into a massive sum. It's, it, because that's, that's just studies to see what's needed to reopen the railways into Bishop Auckland and perhaps going along the Weirdy line as well. And then the final thing is 11 arches in the Auckland project. And you can see there the, the significant investment from those two, two organisations. So what this slide shows is it's a much bigger sum than £50 million coming into the, the town. And what I'm showing here is something which is probably really unique across the whole country because there'll not be another town that's got this level of opportunity. So if we continue on. So Future High Street Fund, some of this has already been mentioned. We were one of 101 towns nationally invited to bid. We submitted, the county council submitted the bid in June 2020. And that was put in with the support of key partners across the town. In December 2020, the government announced um, we were successful, I should say, 19.8 million pound. And that's there to support the delivery of specific projects that were included in the bid. And at this moment in time, the County Council is working on design and delivery of those projects. And those projects, next slide. Those projects are these. So, a new bus station, a multi-storey car park on the site of the current bus station. 
a new car park uh, in Kingsway off Newgate Street, and there'd be, need to be a, a, a knock through from a couple of properties there, um, and a nice public square to, to access the car park. So a small amount of work outside the Spanish Gallery, the support of, a, a, of 1.1 million pound. Um, this was originally for the Queen's Head um, and Post Chase, and it was an open project, uh, the open project project, and I think the total was something like six or seven million. So this was to, to kickstart the project, but uh, the open project have, have slightly changed their accommodation strategy, and I'm talking to the open project about two hotels in the Market Square. 911 Newgate Street is the site which is, it's got boarding up and it's from a mother care site, owned by uh, Durham County Council. And we're looking there to bring a developer in to do uh, a food and drink, potentially entertainment uh, venue there. Number of junction improvements across the, the town to help the movement of people around as these numbers increase. And there's various public realm works um, at the top end and the north end of, of, of the town. I'll touch on one or two of those. And then finally, we've got a property reuse fund of a million pound, which allows owners of properties to bid into that fund, get 50% capital funding to effectively either reuse their, their property or bring it back into use. And that's gone really well. We've had 17 um, expressions of interest uh, just since, I think, July last, last year. So next slide. And these are just some images of some of those projects. So this is the multi-story car park and the bottom two images are of the new bus station. And just continue. This is just um, a potential knock through from North Bondgate into uh, Four Bondgate. So an attractive um, walkway through. So that would require purchase of property, demolition, and create a much nicer entrance into Four Bondgate from North, North Bondgate. Next one. This is the Kingsway car park. You see the image at the top there, the former Beals uh, store, the nice public space leading through into a, a new car park. Next one, please. And this is just an example, and you will be, you, you will see this more than I do, but some of the, the properties on the high street are in desperate need of investment to bring them back into use. So that's the, that's the target for the, 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 the one million pound reuse fund. So next slide, please. And this is just the, um, the property at the top of Newgate Street, which is in Durham County Council ownership. So next slide, please. Stronger Towns Fund is a different fund because the government was very specific on this fund that in order to bid for it, um, there had to be a Stronger Towns Board created. And the government issued something they called a prospectus in December 2019, um, and towns had to set up their Stronger Towns Board, and the prospectus actually was quite specific about who needed to be on that board. The must include list included other tiers of local government, so the town councillor on there, the, the county councillor on there, um, the member of parliament, local businesses and investors, the local enterprise partnership, and communities, and in terms of that, it suggested that could be local, civic, or faith organisations. The board was established in early 2020 in accordance with that perspective, and the bottom point there is David Lang was asked to be, be the chair, a, a Bishop Walton guy with a lot of experience in the private sector. 
the board make up is, is that. I'm not going to go through it, but David's went through the individuals who make up the board in association with those um, organisations. If people want, they can access some information about the board on the uh, Durham County Council website. Um, there's information about the board members and town investment plan and other information about the work of the board. So next slide, please. So the role of the board was to develop that plan that David talked about, and within that plan, we needed to identify the individual projects that we wanted to put into place in order to secure the funding from government. It's important that we, government said we had to consult before we submitted, and as I said before, that was done at the back end of 2020, early 2021. As a consequence of that, the town investment plan was submitted on the 31st of January and we asked for £46 million. Government said we couldn't have £46 million, we could only have £33 million. Our project came to £46 million. So the board had a um, couple of meetings, um, which was inclusive. We had you know, the, the college there, I believe, we had the local council, um, members <coughs> of the open project were there, so everybody was fully aware of what these projects were when we got down to 33.2 million. What we've now got is a series of projects which I'm going to go through, and what we've got to do now is work through business cases, and it sounds so easy for me to say, we're just going to knock some business cases up, but these are highly technical, I don't understand them, detailed business cases which accord with something called the Treasury Green Book. So it's really complex stuff, and it's, it's really bureaucratic as well, but, but we've got to do that, otherwise we'll not get the funding. So we haven't got this funding yet, we've got to put positive, powerful business cases in, in order to government, for government to allow us to do that. Business cases need to be approved by the county council, but also um, David is, is the chair of the Strongly Town Board, in consultation with the rest of the board, need to sign the business cases off as well. So these, these projects aren't secret, you know, they're there, they're available for, for information, the board's aware of them, they should be on the, the council website as well. There are still some projects that have not been yet approved, the £6.1 million of funding where we've not made a final decision on, on, on what, what's needed and that needs to be discussed at the board at its next meeting. County Council is something called the Accountable Body, which is there to ensure that the funding that comes from the government um, is spent correctly, it's not spent wrongly, and the council is also the lead authority for delivery. So next slide please. And this is just a list of the, the schemes within the Stronger Town Fund. And what you can see there, the biggest scheme by far is the Eastern Sustainable Access Corridor, or the road that some people understand, which will drop down to, towards Kinron and will provide um, access to a significant car park for the visitors that we aim to attract because of the attractions. That's a really complex process. We've got to go through a lot of planning issues, environmental issues, so there'll be a lot of challenge on that project. But the project is there to capture people coming into the town. Town centre diversification, I've already touched on the £6.1 million that still needs to be um, made decision on by the, by the board. There's a project down near the railway station called Durham Dales Gateway. Excuse me. Um, the project sponsors the Auckland project, and the aim is to improve the facilities at the southern end of Newgate Street around the railway. We 
We're going to build a new South Church workspace um, for small and medium size. <coughs> yeah, so that's that's going to support more workspace for small and medium sized businesses. Uh, springboard to employment is the skills element of this because we're at an early stage, but once the jobs start coming through here, there's an acknowledgement that we need to invest in providing skills to people so that they can access jobs and opportunities that come along as a consequence of the economic growth. And then finally, there's three million pound, which is in there to undertake improvements to road network around Tyndale Triangle. And on one of the earlier sites I forgot to put on there that people in the town said that the importance of freeing up the traffic around Tyndale Triangle was really important. So next slide, please. So this is, again, just some images in terms of the the projects, this is the Eastern Access Road, this is the big project here. Um, you can see we're, we're dropping through some open countryside there down to um, the River Car Park. So next slide please. This is just some images of what the South Church workspace will be. This is on Durham County Council land, but some new workspace for small and medium businesses. Next slide please. And just a, a series of investments in um, various junctions and also cycling and walking routes around the town. So next slide please. So this, this slide tries to bring together all of those projects um, and shows the complexity of trying to pull all of the projects together, get all the business cases correct, get the design sorted, um, going to planning committee and get planning permission for them, securing um, contractors who can do the various works and managing the works in accordance with the budgets that we have. And what you can see in this is the green represents when work is estimated to start and finish. The red line at the top is when the money must be spent for the future high street fund, uh, which is end of March 2024. Um, there's three projects there where the, the green goes out of that space. Those, those projects are, are being funded by other pots of money as well. So those other pots of money will come, for example, from the county council or, or the open project, wherever it is, but we're not spending government money after that red line. What I hope you can see here, and perhaps the reason, or one of the reasons, now I've put my hand up straight away and said we could have done better by a long way, is the amount of work we've had to do as a council and with our partners to get us to the stage we're at is such that it, this, this is, this hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of money has been invested in getting us to this stage. And this is going to be quite complex because there's going to be a lot of disruption within the town, you know, starting later on this year, going right through till certainly the end of 2024, and the access road goes right through to 2026. But what I hope you can see here is, from the original consultations and discussions with people in the town, there's been a vision created, and from that vision there's been a number of projects which have been promoted to, to government to secure masses amount of money, and we've been successful in doing that. The outcomes are all about creating economic growth based on you know, visitor attractions, but, but also doing simple things like making sure the town centre is upgraded and there's better facilities for local people, and create opportunity for local businesses and local people as a consequence of that, um, that investment. So next slide, please. And then finally on communications, and it's been mentioned a few times, you know, we need to do better, we accept that. 
lot of work being done at the moment by county council and, and partners. And the Auckland project, Jonathan mentioned, are doing some work on number 43. Hopefully we'll pull all of that together because we need to tell the positive story about Bishop Auckland and demonstrate the benefits that will flow from it for people and for businesses and for communities. We need to build an ongoing conversation that's positive, raising awareness of that wider programme because I, I bet a lot of people here tonight, this is probably the first time you've heard about some of these projects. And understand as well how the town centre is going to be revitalised, how we intend to reduce the number of empty properties, um, and how we can create that new opportunity in the town, the vibrancy, the food and drink and retail. A huge issue is about improving the understanding of the town's visitor offer that has been you know, started a few years ago, but it's really ratcheting up. And that's both a national and international issue. And that is the reason why we got 33 million as opposed to 25 million. It's about that, that being special on a national and international stage. And raise the role of the, the roles of, of the county council, the key partners in delivering that inclusive economic growth plan for the county, for Bishop Orland, sorry. And then finally, I think, which is hugely important, is, is explaining to people there's going to be a lot of disruption over a relatively short period of time, but the benefits of that disruption should come to local people and, and communities. And I think that's it. So just go to the next slide. Thank you. So, Chair, I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Okay, hey, Jeff, if I was sat there in the public, I would be sitting thinking a lot of information, a lot of things that's gone through in 15 minutes. Is there any way that you could share, and that's what the, if wondering what the message was to Sarah, the message was, will you share the slides with Sarah so Sarah can put them on the Town Council website? Absolutely. There's some that are absolutely. like absolutely. the time then you probably yeah, won't. Absolutely. So, because if I'd been sat there, the first question I would have seen is, there's a lot gone there in the last 10 minutes, I can't give me a cup of it. So, Sarah's agreed to put whatever you give on the website. So, we're now over to yourself. Um, are you going to... You won't go, do we? Can... Sarah's, uh, right, Sarah's going to come round with the microphone. Um, what I propose to do is, we will take three questions at a time. So, all the speakers are aware that there are three questions at a time, and to be answered as shortly as possible. I will then also at the same time say you're the next one. So at least you know you're going to be in the next three. So the first three will go off first and then at least you know you're going to be. I promise you you will be number one. So the lady there's number two and the gentleman here's number three. So one, two, three. Anybody else want to go with a question? Right. Sam, you're number one. I'll come back that lady there because you sat next to the man there for fairness. Mum, in the second batch you'll be number two, and so you'll be number three, and then I'll come back to later. Right, <laughs> one, two, three, off we go. Off we go, sir. Right. There appears to be, to me anyway, recently, some confusion. David mentioned about keeping people out of the town with these access roads and things like that, and then we're talking about building car parks in the town. What are we doing then? Okay, that's that question. And my question is Mr. Paul. Mr. Paul, you've talked about a digital consultation which um, you've got 965 replies for. Uh, probably in my estate alone, there's probably more than 965 people. 
and you said that you um, built your plans around the digital consultation. Did you feel that, that 965 people was representative of the town of Bishop Auckland? Thank you, Mark. Um, thank you very much, guys. Um, in relation to, you've obviously mentioned communications is a massive issue, but I think that's been heard here. So one of the things I want to uh, ask is, as part of the communication strategy, which part that you put up there, uh, will we be expecting more meetings like this? Because clearly this has garnered a lot of interest and I think we'd really like to see more. Thank you. Okay, Jeff, your name was mentioned, so do you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the, the questions. The first one was about car parking, I think. The reality is if we are successful and get 1.5 million extra visitors into the town, we cannot build enough car parking in the town centre to accommodate that. So there needs to be a relief car park to support the, the big number of visitors that will be coming in to support Kinderin and the day park. So yes, there will be a number of car parks invested in as part of the, the, the two funds that I've talked about. The, 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 the second point was about the the second point was about um, consultation, digital consultation. Is that statistically relevant in terms of the people that live in Bishop Auckland? No, it's not. But I think when you then look at you know, some other consultations that have taken place, unfortunately, you do get relatively low numbers. So it's, it's a real difficult one, but the general thrust of what we consulted on and the responses we got were very positive in terms of the vision and the, um, and the projects that were being proposed. And the final comments, the gentleman at the front, I think absolutely. I think if, if we can get this sort of numbers in public meetings to talk through, you know, how these things are progressing, have your input, absolutely we'll do more of this. Not the bottom down, but when would we expect, I'm sorry, but like when could we get more meetings like this? What's the, what sort of time scale would you be well, what, able to deliver? What we hope to do is back in February, beginning of March, begin to pull that, that real plan going forward in the next year, two years. So, you know, I'm hearing what people are saying, it's a fantastic turnout tonight, we don't want to lose this, so we'll build in fairly quickly things like this, and we'll work with the town council to facilitate that. Do you want to answer on that? I just want to deal with the uh, car parking question that you, that you asked. Um, the, the one dagger that uh, the visitor attraction has to its throat is um, uh, will there be enough car parking? Uh, Chester was a case where they, they got a lot of visitors in, nobody could park, everybody got pissed off, uh, and that really was um, game over. Uh, I think that the, the weight of visitors will go to the day park and um, the night show down on Flats Farm. And the great thing about the, the eastern access approach is that you capture the cars. Most people will come to Bishop from the, from the east. You know, not many will be driving over, over, over the hills. So by catching them at the Camden roundabout, you, you keep the, the big numbers out of the town. But we reckon that, that there will be 400 to 500,000 people coming just to the castle, to the, to the grounds, to the galleries and all the rest of it. And that could gridlock the town uh, if there isn't enough car parking. And um, I reckon we need between 1,000 and 1,200 car, uh, car spaces. And um, as long as DCC get their act together, we'll, we'll achieve that. 
And so uh, uh, um, the town needs it for the visitors, and the town needs it that we don't get gridlocked. And the other thing is that uh, that'll bring more town visitors. So we also need car parks for, for, for town. You know, we're going to charge a lot for the visitors. And it's, it's, it's absolutely not fair that the visitors, uh, that, that the town people pay those, that, those fees. So we must have other car parks for them. Thank you everyone for this presentation. Um, just a straightforward question. Um, the, it's the if, if these numbers come along. I hear a lot of ifs that might happen. What I want to know is, do we have a plan B? Because that high street up there is suffering at the moment. And getting back to the canopies also, um, it's not my favorite project to go forward. I call it a landing strip for the pigeons. If there was, um, if it doesn't go ahead, can that 6.1 million be put aside to, to another project in the town, or more directly to help the town centre directly? Thank you, Sam. I've got three questions, um, and I'm, I'm not going to take a lot of time with them. How far along with the, the, the ideas are we with state complete? Is there any flexibility in the decisions that have been made already? Um, number two, uh, you talked about work down on South Church, about uh, new independent small places for businesses. Um, I just want to raise your awareness of something that's happened in, in York called Spark, and it's a little community that's been built out of containers which independent businesses can hire at a very reduced rate, and it's a good starting point, but instead of it being stuck out on a limb, it's actually part of the culture of York. It's also something that's happening in Newcastle, and it's a very good way of getting small businesses up and running and becoming a vibrant aspect to the town that caters for people of a younger generation. Uh, and the other thing is, have we thought about utilising car park space that's already available regarding things like uh, colleges, um, business areas that are not used at weekends, so we can utilise things like Barrington College etc and use the money that's raised in using those already available parking spaces to go back into the colleges or to go back into the business centres. So just, uh, just some ideas to float by. The focus in 10th Street is on the uh, bus station and the car parking. The bus station is a white elephant and if the focus is on people driving into Bishop Auckland, that money really should be used for something else and the bus station line should be sold for housing. In terms of car parking, can I just raise the question as to why a multi-storey facility is not constructed in North Bongate? It's an obvious location. And the second one is, on what basis can the Orkney project justify seeking the car parking fees which apparently would be generated within the Tender Street area? Okay, thanks. Um, I'll take Sam's the first one because the canopy I think has got my name all over it. So uh, my name's David and, and I was the one that did that. Um, I think what we were trying to do 
was when you start off with that blank piece of paper, one of the things that we were trying to do was how do we find a way of revitalizing the north end of the town? What I heard in a lot of discussion, and we can talk about consultation and all the rest of it, but I do talk to a lot of people in and around the town. Tyndall is heavily used by a lot of us locals. Why? It's quick, it's convenient, I can park my car, I don't have to pay, and I'm in and out in 20 minutes. What we need to do is we need to find a way of revitalizing the north end of Newgate Street going into the marketplace so that it becomes a destination not just for 20 minutes, but for four or five or two or three hours, and you can bring your family and you can do stuff. One of the things that we do struggle with is the climate. So the idea was to try and find a way of getting an enclosed space in the north end of the town in Newgate Street so that we could open up those buildings for 365 days of the year. It's not necessary to answer the question for you, Sam, that it was, we didn't have an idea. We looked at different areas. We looked at Granger Market in Newcastle. We looked at the Victoria Centre in, in Leeds. I travelled a fair bit with my business and I went to Stafford and I saw areas in Stafford Town Centre that were exactly the same. So for me, it was a quick and easy way of doing it. But it's a blank canvas. I haven't said it's that design. What it needs to be and what I said previously is I think it's a good opportunity for everybody to have their say in what that could, should look like so that we can revitalise the north end of the town. If it doesn't work, we'll change it. This isn't the panacea of all problems in Newgate Street. Newgate Street has a big problem. It's a mile of shop frontage. It's far too big. It was great back in the 60s and in the 70s when we had big stores and we all shopped. I don't think there's many people in here that would have bought their Christmas presents from the high street. We would have all bought them online. That environment is changing. So we've got to find something, not for me, but for my grandkids of what they're going to do in 2030, 2040, and put something in place now that's there. I don't have the answer for that, by the way. And I think if you've got your hands up and you have answers, let's start to listen to what you think should be in place and how can we best develop that so that the north end of the town becomes a vibrant area. It's important, 365 days of the year, that needs to be vibrant. It's all about the, south end. the canopy is something which has been mentioned a, a lot. Um, Rob York, who's here today, chairs a subgroup of, of the board, and Rob is working on um, reporting back to the board next month, or late this month, um, on whether or not it is technically feasible and deliverable to put that canopy up there. So that, that decision will need to be made by the board. If the board decides it is not feasible or technical, then that 6.1 million is open for discussion on how we use it. I think the lady as well said it's all of the money. I like the, the ideas, obviously, but what I, what I don't see is enough meat on the bone for a trader in the high street for Monday to Friday. We've got some great peaks with uh, the Auckland Project and, and Kinron. But if I was to invest in the high street, I would want footfall. And I had a look at a few case studies that, that towns of um, uh, what they've accomplished. And some people have brought council offices into the town centre. Some people have brought colleges, uh, classrooms into the town centre. And they've created footfall naturally. So it's great that you've got a business centre in, in uh, South Church, but the guy's going to buy a sandwich from a van going around the estate there. They're not going to come into the town and eat their sandwich. So that lady mentioned there with the containers, you know, great idea. So for me, you need a little bit more for this time of year for a trader to, to survive there, otherwise he's not going to invest. 
And naturally, a lot of your questions about car parking, and it's great if you've got the bus route, blah, 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 for students if they're coming to town to take lessons in certain classrooms. So, yeah, please think about, you know, Monday to Friday, and when it's this type of weather, to get the footfall, and whether it be the council, the, the college with the classes, etc. Sarah, can you go right to the... Hello, I'm just reflecting on I think a few other people, but um, you're on about bus stations, car parks, but if we don't have some stores in that town, nobody's going to want to come. And like the gentleman says, the retailers, I'm a small business, I work from home and I would love to have a shop on that town, but it's so expensive and there's a lot of other people out there who would be willing to fill one of them shops with their little small business. So is there any kind of funding out there for people who can come and fill some of them shops and you get a lot more people, a lot more of them shops that are full with thriving small businesses that people may want to come to? Thank you. Sarah, your 10,000 steps is only clear. The lady in the white. Hi, um, my question is a little bit different, it's about the skills training uh, provision. Um, it clearly lacks diversity. Um, we're in a very different world now because of the pandemic in terms of skills gap analysis. I mean, we've had a, because uh, I keep forgetting it, the North East Skills Advisory Panel did a report last year, March 2021, on what gaps we have in skills. And it's very clear they are very different from what they were pre-pandemic. Um, I'm very well supportive of never reinventing the wheel, but the wheel has to actually be working and to constantly do what we've done before will always get the same kind of result. So why is all the training investment going to South Durham Training and Bishop Auckland College when you've clearly got other groups such as Trades for Care, um, the Bridge Project, Gornless Project that actually engages um, apprentices in, in social environment and social groups. You could be ticking all the box, environmental, social engagement, charity. I mean, Trades for Care is the CIC. These are the people you should be engaging with. And it's quite surprising that the people actually sit on the Stronger Teams Towns Board actually know about Trades for Care and have not been speaking up for them. They're a brilliant project. You're lacking diversity and excluding certain student groups. Thank you. The, the question... The question that Sam didn't get an answer to. You were talking about if all these numbers are going to come into the town. And we all, and we all hope they do. But what is plan B if it doesn't happen? Do we have a plan B? Because there's a people out there with livelihoods here, with families, mortgages to pay. I think, I think this, the strength of, of plan A um, lies around the partnership we have between the County Council and Jonathan and the Auckland Project and, and other key, key partners in as much as if that investment continues to come in and create these quite exceptional visitor attractions, we're confident that we will get the people into the town. We know that for every person that comes into Durham, for example, they spend £18. If you go to Northumberland, people stop three or four days and spend three or £400. So it, that is quite a powerful argument that we're trying to drive, you know, a, a powerful strategy. And, and what we know is that there is already, behind the scenes, a significant amount of private sector interest 
in the town because people are seeing what's happening. So behind the scenes, people like Graham are talking to investors in terms of can they bring what they bring to their, their business into the town. So whilst a lot of this is public sector funding at this point in time, the reality is what we're trying to do is in three, four, five years' time, the public sector can take a step back here and the private sector are going to be queuing up to come into Bishop Hall. And that's the concept. And Sam, at the moment, we're, we've got to be passionate about delivering that. And, and we've not got that plan B because we're going to make plan A work. Do you want to answer the, the, lady in the, the lady in the white was talking about skills? And is that your, you? Or yeah, is it what, what I'm going to do is talk to the lady who talked about um, um, canisters or those boxes. No, the lady containers. Containers in, in York, and, and I think at this point in time, we are not looking at that for South Church, but I'd certainly take away that concept because that sounds really interesting to a different group of, of people. And I'm going to pass to Graham and answer the skills question. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, in terms of skills, we, when we looked at the Springwater Employment Project, it was very much looking at what the key sectors were uh, across the town now and where we expect those job opportunities to be in the future and make sure we have the linkage between uh, the current population, the people coming through schools and college now and where those jobs will be. Um, you reference a range of other training providers out there. Skills, uh, the Springwater Employment Project is the one that's going to be funded uh, through the, the main programmes I've spoken about tonight. Uh, we will shortly be talking about a youth hub um, facility within the town which builds on the established Durham Works programme and, and brings into play a wide range of training employment support providers for young people within the town and you mentioned trades for care and I know that there are discussions in terms of potential property occupations within the town and trades for care are central to the potential reuse of one of those buildings so we have a project within the, the batch that's been spoken about the college are absolutely central to but we've not lost sight of the, the other things as well and I think just to provide some reassurance there about not just reinventing the wheel or even perhaps looking at a square wheel. You know, we are looking very much at ensuring that there's a strong digital element to all the training that comes forward and that is absolutely what we've been seeing nationally, regionally and locally through the pandemic, the switch to online, not only in terms of retailing but all sorts of jobs that now have a much higher component of digital. And one of the first things we did through some advanced funding was put almost £100,000 into an enhanced uh, digital facility with the, the college. So we're live to the way that training is changing. Uh, we'll be continuing to focus on that and working with the college. We expect to have, I uh, think into the, the question before, uh, a more focused town centre high street presence in terms of the delivery of some of that going forward. That that lady at the back wants to know about investment, about the fact she can't afford a hire a shop. We, we run a, a range of uh, retail business support packages as well as grant funds to help convert and fit out shops. And at the end of the question and answer, if the lady wants to, to give me the details, I'll get one of the retail business support team to speak for and see if we can help her. Great. So there were the key highlights from the Bishop Auckland Town Council public meeting around investment in the town. If you'd like to know more about uh, the projects that are taking place, if you go to the Bishop Auckland Town Council website, um, bishopauckland-tc.gov.uk, and all of the presentations and slides will be available on the website. I think this is an important topic. People are very concerned about it around the town. So we'll be bringing you further updates as and when they emerge. Thanks for listening.